Welcome to My First Time. I'm Mary Jo Smith. I'm Colleen Smith. No, no relation. relation. With us as always is Ian Phone Smith. Hey, hey, hey. Related to me. Not related to me. <laughs> uh, happy February. Happy February 1st. Yes. The shortest month of the year. It's a tricky month. It really is. Sometimes it is. it's a day longer than... Is it this year? No. Okay. This new year is not a leap year. Yeah. Um, this month's theme is the first time I bought a house. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Yeah. Our guests are Damon Jones. Hello. And Kate Frisbee. Hello. Hey. Do you guys want to... Damon, you want to tell people a little bit about hi, yourself? I'm Damon Jones. Uh, sure. Hi. I'm Damon Jones. Uh, do I need to get closer? Right, to the right there, that's good. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah. Is this a good level? Yeah. Uh, first time working with a microphone. Um, <laughs> uh, Damon Jones, I'm a writer. I've known you guys for a million years. I've just met Kate Frisbee, our other Same. guest. Same. And I'm throwing it to Kate Frisbee. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I am Kate Frisbee. I'm an actress, writer, dog lover, improv teacher. Yeah. Uh, woman of many skills mm. that are strange. Hmm. Yeah. The, the best kind. More yeah. to come. Yeah. Renaissance one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about buying a house. Mm-hmm. First time I bought a house. And I'm going to go first. Yeah. So we're in the house that I, we, this podcast is recorded from the house that I bought. This meta. is the house. Totally meta. Uh, meta. This uh, is a <laughs> craftsman house built in 1909. Oh, man. The uh, house is in a neighborhood called Country Club Park. There mm. is no country club. And there is no park. <laughs> but it is a, hist- uh, a HPOZ in, in Los Angeles, um, in Southern California, and uh, in other places as well, um, if you don't know this, HPOZ, which stands for Historic Preservation Overlay Zone. So this is a neighborhood designated by the city of Los Angeles to be historically um, significant. Whoa. Um, and my house is an original contributing structure to the HPOZ. So it is a... Wow. this When this... Uh, land, this plot was sort of started, this area, this was one of the first houses built. Um, I have been in this house since October of 2013. Wow. And my story is about buying this house, which by the way, this was my dream house. I only ever wanted a craftsman. And it took me 20 years to save for this house. And I hope I get to live in it for 20 years before I go bankrupt. Because <laughs> uh, don't buy an old house. Okay. Um, all right, so here's my story. And what, I was talking about something in the kitchen, and I said I would save it. What were we talking about? The, oh. Why it was on the market. And- yeah, so we got very lucky with this house. Um, this house, just anecdotally, this is not my story, but it's part of the story of this house, was on the market for 45 days. We saw it on the MLS. It had been listed for 45 days, and it was way down at the bottom of the list. And... Um, so we immediately thought, we're like, well, what's wrong with it? Because it, at the time, really, ever since then, houses don't houses sit on the market at them. all. Right, right. Not in the reasonable price range that right. most of us are looking in. You know, five, ten, fifteen million dollar houses might sit on the market a while, but not my price range. They go like that. There's a house at the top of Runyon that proves that theory. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, so we drove over here. We got in the car. It was late at night. It was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. We're like, let's just drive over there. So we drove over here and we we're parked right out front and we saw people in the house, like it wasn't abandoned. Lights were on and then our dog got out and peed on the yard and I was like, I think this is our house. Yeah, <laughs> your, your dog. Cece completely claimed the house. So. Choosing for you. But then when we came to see the house, I almost didn't want, I didn't want the house um, because there were, t- there were rent- renters living in it. The uh, homeowner had moved away and there were renters living in it and they were, this house was full of stuff. I mean, just piles and and neatly organized chaos, just like 
stacks of things that you could walk through. But kind of hoarder level? Kind of hoarder level and very dirty. And they had two dogs, but very dirty dogs. And the kitchen was a disaster. The kitchen had no floor. It had like subfloor that they were walking on as floor. And it was, the whole house was painted weird colors. The the kitchen was painted stop sign red. And the walls were, had like bubbles, like it was bubbly, like bumpy. And we realized that they had painted over wallpaper. We didn't know that at the time, but they had painted this stop sign red over the wallpaper. (laughs) The half bath, which is, if you need to go to the bathroom, it's right down there on the right. Um, It has a black and white checkered floor and it had purple walls. So it was like the Hamburglar's bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And this, the the ground floor was painted like this, like Colonel Mustard yellow, just this horror. It was just the weirdest colors. It was really bizarre. Um, but, um, anyway, we're here in the house. So here's, that's not my story, but that's, that's where we are. We're in this, in that house right now, the house in which we're talking about. So my story was in, in, while we're in escrow, which by the way, I'm sure it goes without saying that it is by far the most horrific, stressful period of my life was being in escrow. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this earlier while I was in escrow, my dog got into my bed and peed, peed in my bed on the pillows. (laughs) Like she was not happy about the stress level in the house. And I was just like, I was a mess, um, for, you know, 30 days. So we're in escrow and they send, you know, you have this, that stack of stuff you have to sign. It's like yeah. a phone book size. Phone books for millennials that are listening were um, paper books that kept everybody's <laughs> and, phone yeah. number in them before yeah. you stored all your contacts digitally I'm in your phone. I'm glad that you cleared that. I get this perspective on but that. But like a big, you know, thick stack mm-hmm. of stuff that you have to sign. So the, the, one of the nice things about it is they send a notary public to your house. You don't mm-hmm. have to go or to your place of business. So come to my apartment and it's and um, we answer the door and our notary public is this really sweet nice guy he's mm-hmm. older he's um, we don't know how old he is but he's definitely in his 60s or maybe even his 70s but like very dandy you know like very sweet looking and like well dressed <laughs> and he has a little briefcase and whatever and he was so nice and clean cut and his name was Lee and um, <laughs> and then he you know we sat at the table and we filled out all the papers and it took forever and then he left, and I was saying to Chick, I was like, God, he was so nice. Like, I wish my mom would go out with somebody like that. Because like, my mom at the time was like 75 and hadn't been in a relationship in a long time. And I was like, I just want her to like live her own life and get off my back. So get a boyfriend. Like, that would be a good thing, right? <laughs> mom, if you're listening. So, um, but, you know, we'd lost our opportunity. Lee was gone. We'd signed all the papers. But then fate stepped in because something had printed out wrong or something and there was a page missing. And so he had to come back and we had to do the whole thing over again. Oh, my God. So we were like, all right, we're going to find out if this guy's married and we want to, I'm going to see if I can set him up with my mom. Yes. So he comes back and this time he's still just so dandy. He's just like, that's the word that always comes to mind. He had khakis and a pink and white gingham button-down shirt and his little briefcase <laughs> and he's perfectly he's like a silver fox you know just like perfect short gray hair he's just you know so preppy looking dandy isn't usually associated with heterosexuality <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well it was it was uh originally like in the 30s it was like a yeah. a well-dressed sort of mm-hmm. well um uh, oh, financially stable man oh. like a dandy or a fop oh well then what, what would he be Charming. He was very um, charming. Yeah. <laughs> he was very charming and neat. He was very neat, mm-hmm. tidy. Kind of a clothes, clothes horse. No, but he just was like so nicely put together, and you know. Yeah. 
So he's back. So we're like, all right, this is on. We're gonna find it. We're gonna find out about Lee, and we're gonna see if maybe we can hook Lee up with my mom. And I was super nervous about it. I don't know why, but I was like, this is weird. First of all, I don't like hooking people up with anybody. I don't like doing that. It makes me crazy, and I think it can only end badly. <laughs> but my mom was seventy-five. Like, how badly could it end for her, right? So, uh, so we decided. Um, so okay, so we're gonna ask. So here he is. He's sitting at our kitchen table. And um, he's got his little briefcase and he pulls it out. And so I just start asking these little questions like, so are you, you know, tell me about you a little bit. So we find out that he's retired. He was a retired. He was a loan officer. And then he lives in a condo in Valencia. And he <laughs> supplements his Social Security by being an, a notary public. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's good. That's good. You're kind of independent. But, you mm-hmm. you know, you have your, your little side business and you own a condo. That's good. That's good. This is all feeling really good. <laughs> And, uh, and he's so nice, and he's friendly, and he's laughing, and he's like, he's a nice guy. I'm like, this is so great. Um, so then, um, oh, are you married? He's, well, I'm divorced. Okay, that's good. My mom's divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fine. This is fine. Getting any kids? Yes, I have, I have um, three grown kids. Fine. You know, my, I'm the oldest of five. Lots of kids. <laughs> this is all good. And so then I'm like, so... Um, do you, do you like do you date because now I'm thinking like I don't want him to think I'm hitting on him like right that could be very rare so I'm like do you date and he goes no no not anymore oh. and I was like oh not anymore what does that mean so now I'm intrigued so now like I'm not shy at all anymore now I just want to know what does what does that mean yeah well I just I dated a lot for a long time um and I kind of um he said he. I think he said something like, "I lived, I lived really large for a really long time." Oh. And I was like, "Okay, and so what does that like mean?" 70? He's like in his seventies, yeah. yeah. And he does not look like some guy that lived large. Like he just looked like <laughs> it's not like Mick Jagger. Like, <laughs> no, he just like this. He's so sweet looking, and like his hair is all in good place, and his pressed shirt and his khakis, and you know, he looks like a nice yeah. retired Ladies loan like officer who's now in Notre Republic. Like, you know, like, what the hell? Yeah. To have a large lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so, um, and uh, he said, yeah, so I, I, several years ago I took a break. And I was like, oh, but I mean, it's a long time. Like, do you, and he goes, no, 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 no you don't understand. I, I've been celibate for a really long time. Oh, celibate. Celibate. Wow. So not just not dating, but celibate. Oh, so I was like, oh, that's interesting. So how did that come about? Like, why did you choose to be celibate or whatever? And he said, well, and by the way, like, that's fine, too. Like, you can be celibate uh-huh. and date my mom. I got no problem. even yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. It's like, a, like, go to the museum together and hang out. Maybe hold hands. Like, that's plenty. That's plenty. Um, uh, and uh, so then he says... Uh, I said, oh, that's that's sort of interesting. How did that... I don't remember how we got to this. And he said, yeah, I just... I was a nudist for a really long time. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, really? Okay, so tell me more about that. He's like, yeah, I was like in the... Uh, in the in the hills, in the Hollywood Hills. And, and then I lived in Oregon for a while. And I just... I lived on these like kind of, you know, community farm. Now, I grew up in community, for those of you who've listened to this podcast, you know that I grew up as a hippie kid. I grew up in community. This doesn't freak me out at all. It seems more perfect. It actually seems more perfect. I'm like, this is great. My mother is nude most of the time. This is really, (laughs) this is like a match made in Valencia heaven. This is so fantastic. Like, he's mostly nude, but he also presents really well. This little briefcase and his little shirt. Like, he's so cute. For a nudist, he's really into clothes. I know. Yeah. And he said, yeah, 
And I was like, okay, so I got it. Like, so you you were a nudist, and now you're not a nudist anymore. He said, yeah, well, my kids got a little uncomfortable with it, and they don't like me to talk about it. And uh, and I said, okay, all right. And then he said, um, and then I, you know, if you really want to get my kids uncomfortable, we could talk about the, when I got into tantric sex. Oh, <laughs> and by the way, meanwhile, I'm signing things. You're like, well, this is happening. I'm like, and he's like, right here, right here, tantric sex. Uh huh. Okay, signing, signing, initial here, initial here. Three pages in, signing, signing, celibate. Okay, um, and I'm like, tantric sex, like sting. He goes, yes, like sting. I was gonna so say now sting he, like is... sting and Trudy, right? Yes. And um, and how like that was a, a deep exploration for him, and it really like changed the way he saw himself and his body and and talking about like the flow of energy and um and that so because this was the tantric sex was before the celibacy um and he said and it was sort of after this like long period of exploration in in tantric sex that he decided to be celibate um but that um occasionally he enjoys group masturbation (laughs) (laughs) oh and by the way sign here sign here sign here yes yes and I'm like, this is fascinating. Oh so my wait, God. so he went from being a tantric sex guy to celibate to a circle jerk? Well, he likes to group masturbate. <laughs> so that is astounding. I know. Co-ed so, or? Well, that, okay, here we go. Yeah, Sorry. here we go. Here we go. No, 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 it's all right. Okay, yeah. So then, and I'm like, okay, group masturbation. He goes, yeah. Did you ever? <laughs> No. Did you ever see the show Real Sex on HBO? Oh my And I God. said, Yeah, I used to watch that show all the time. I was oh obsessed no. with that show. And he goes, Well, there was a whole thing. Is as he's talking, it's like everything slows way down, <laughs> and I start to see him differently. Like I, all of a sudden, I you see remember. him with like his hair down, <laughs> and all of these hands all over his body. Oh no! And all of a sudden, I realize. I have seen my notary public ejaculate on camera. No! <laughs> oh, my God! Like, Are you serious? Yes! So they filmed, like, one of his group things? Yes! Oh, there was, they, they went up Jesus. to, like, went to his, wherever he was living Oregon. with this crazy group of people. They're all naked, and he's laying on a bed, and there's all these men and women all around him, and they're all just, like, helping him to masturbate. And <laughs> just wait. So it's one at a time. It's and they're one at all a time. Kind of like, yeah, oh. they're all, it's all hands on. So all hands on deck. It's a group helping one person. Yes. Not, it's not like this tantric shirt. thing where it's like not just touching his genitals, but like his whole body yeah, and like yeah. moving the body and energy and it's whatever. What, yeah, tantric masturbation. Tantric masturbation. And oh just like, God. and of course it's HBO's real sex. So there's music, you know, it's oh, very yeah. produced and yeah. it was the 90s and so nobody looked good and it was SD, you know. <laughs> 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 More disturbing than a rod. Yes, yes. Like, it's just like, this, wait, this is in 4 3. <laughs> exactly. Right. Is all this is what not is title safe at all. It's so standard crazy. definition. No. So it's all just like, you know, it's like, eight, and it was HBO Real Sex, so it was not high end production. Why it was do you like, remember it from the 90s? I mean, I guess that's a. I, well, oh I mean, they re-ran HBO's real. I was obsessed with all of the uh, HBO's real sex and Cat House, yeah, and, and, Taxi Cat um, Confessions, Taxi Cat Confessions, yeah. and the um, the the one about the strippers, uh, Cat House, di- divas, or there was Cat House, which was there was Cat House, which is about the 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 oh, prostitutes, the prostitutes but yeah. the the one about the strippers that I love that one too. I just was obsessed with all of that. Yeah, they had, um, like, this weird block of programming. Yeah, that and time. I just yeah. was, like, it, to me, it was just, like, this is so, like, finally you get to see what these people, like, who are these people that do this weird shit? Because you always knew weird shit was out there, and every now and then you'd find a magazine that had some weird shit in it and be right. like, 
if there's this magazine, there's got to be at least a million people who are into this. <laughs> this is now the all of a sudden, here they are. Of course, he's a and, notary. And he's a notary in public. And, and it is, and I have hilarious. to say, and uh, in all, and I and I hate to say this because Lee is he was is if he's still alive, such a sweet, nice man. But man, his sex face not not. <laughs> <laughs> Not something I ever want to see again. Oh Please God. tell me this was like the first time in your life you were like, I'm not going to tell him I've seen his work and that he did like. No, we were you, like, oh my God, we've seen you. you. <laughs> Chicken, we're like, this is crazy. Was he like proud? Was he, he was like totally yeah, yeah. proud? He was like, oh yeah, you seen that, huh? Like it was like, this good like, for him. yeah, totally yeah. good for him. It was like we yeah, peeled he back. It. He yeah. totally the whole thing he owned. I mean, we are complete strangers. Yes, we'd met once before. You know, he came, he had returned because the paperwork had gotten screwed up. So he, and he had said like, when he first got back the second time, he was like, "Well, I remembered you, ladies, because this was before Chick transitioned." Yeah, I remembered you, ladies. You were nice ladies. So I didn't mind driving all the way back over here. And I was like, "He's so nice. He's so nice. He's so nice." Oh. It doesn't mean he's not oh nice God, that he does all this. No, no, nice he doesn't. Of course, he's he's completely nice while he's being jacked off by nine people. Oh. So nice. So like, did you follow it up with like, cool, that's nice to know. I didn't have an end of like, why? No, I said, would you like to go out on a date with my mom? Yeah. Uh, oh, so you actually oh went Yeah, and he said, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm like, I'm not interested in dating and I'm not, I'm just celibate. And, and I'm he's celibate s- and he's single and I like, I'm, bu- I'm on my own and, and, I, and I still have his phone number in my phone, assuming it works. It's just Lee, you know, to Republic. And uh, it just was like the weirdest, like, how is that possible that... That that he offered all that up, like there. Yes, I was being friendly and like asking questions and yeah, whatever. Like, but no, you know, it's one thing to say, "Are you married? Do you have kids?" But that's not usually followed by, "Do you masturbate?" Yeah, or others in yeah. the room when right. you do. I, I heard you're heard talking of. about a guy who was on national television naked getting jacked up. Right, yeah. <laughs> the shame, shame is long. Oh no, there yeah. was no shame, yeah. no embarrassment from him. I mean, we were like flushed, like what? Oh, it was crazy. And then he left, and it was just like this. It felt like we had just had sex. Like, what just happened? Did you uh, Did you look it up afterwards? We tried. We have tried so many times to find that to again find that to clip. find that clip. Right. Text him. He's probably got a copy. You're right. Oh, yes. Can I borrow your half inch Drop VHS tape? Your three or your three quarter? Your three quarter. Your VHS. Oh. Your beta. Oh my god. So that is my. That's the story. I mean, I could have. There's a lot of like really horrifying stories about buying a house. I think we all have them, but that was my yeah. favorite story. Oh buying my this god! House. That's that is amazing. Yeah. When you were telling us the thing about it being like hoarders in here, and you're like, "But that's not the story." I'm like, "How's it not the story? It's the story about buying a house." And thank you for delighting and surprising me. Yep. Beautiful twist, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I gotta say, as much as I'm not a fan of his sex face, it was a glorious release of energy and. <laughs> Sound and just like is your chi aligned afterwards? Well, no, I mean for him, like on can, for, in his segment. On, oh, you're talking like, about the segment. Actually, I thought you were talking about the transaction. No, 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 that was lovely too. But no, his, you know, as as. But that's what's perfect about the story you told was like it, you say that he had this glorious balanced release of energy on his segment, but it sounds like the transaction was also lovely. It was and, lovely yeah. and professional and, and, and hilarious and, like, and wonderful and like. 
It was just honest. so honest and just so crazy. Like every moment, everything that came out of his mouth was like, wait, what? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> but it just also, kept going. It's also tantric, Mary Jo. You had to wait 30 days for your release. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yes. Amen. Now, you said tantric, and we've all been saying tantric. Is there a correct way to say it? We've all been wrong? Or yeah. are you just like, did he call it tantric? Tantric sucks. I don't know. I bet you Sting says tantric. I think oh, it's, it's British. Tantric. Tantric. I didn't know there was different forms of group masturbation. Yeah, I, I, I had no I idea there was different that forms. That it was a of... bunch of people jacking it in a circle or something. That's, yeah. like, that's what I am. And yeah. then there was, what do you call the biscuit? The, thing. the biscuit. There's a thing. Oh. There's a thing where you like jack off and everybody comes on like a piece of toast or a biscuit. <laughs> no. Yes, and then whoever 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 doesn't complete in time, the last person has to eat. No. It. Oh right. I think that's like a Will Ferrell movie. Like, no no no, because this existed from high school, and I mentioned it in a show, and people were like, "What are you talking about?" And then I <laughs> I watched like a TV show, and somebody mentioned it. And I'm like, there are some. It's got to be on Urban Dictionary. It was like a frat movie thing where it was like ways to punish people yeah, that sounds like such a frat thing this yeah. there was no yeah. there was no uh, this was cl- this was just I, I believe he was like the only naked person I, he was on a mat on the floor very hippie <laughs> like the way I grew up yeah like, on a mat on the floor and a bunch of people surrounding him and like massaging him and and uh, stroking his genitals and like touching him with feathers and like going Whoa! you know very much the way I grew up men and Holy women crap. Men, Men and, and women. women. Did, yep. you, did you ever tell your mother you tried to fix her up with this? I with don't Lee? know, but she listens to this podcast. So, so there you go. I still have his number. What if she's like, why <laughs> didn't you Hook. make that happen? <laughs> Hook a mother up. Come <laughs> on. Well, maybe he's not celibate anymore. I know. Yeah. He might yeah. not be. He was Lee. so nice. I should call him up. Lee, come see the house. Yeah, he's had several distinct eras in his life it sounds like yeah totally like, he and that's like, what i love about him like and then, right you know, you're like you're the, the tantric large. group masturbation celibate nudist who yeah. now lives in a condo <laughs> in, Valencia in Valencia yeah celibate and carries a little suitcase I mean a briefcase like and a pink shirt and right? a little gingham pink and white gingham shirt dapper, do you think man. it's dapper yeah that's the color of skin Oh, <laughs> maybe he's paying a white homage skin. to don't, maybe don't that's white true. Right. Maybe, that, maybe I'm such a jerk. Maybe gingham, gingham is actually Greek for skin. There you go. Oh, no, maybe pink oh. is the color of most people's <laughs> genitals. Right, but inside yeah. of women's. I don't sure. Know. We're all right, all on, that on that note, and by we the know. way, every vagina is different. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> Dana Jones, tell us, Mr. Jones, Smith followed by Jones, Smith. And then Jones, mm-hmm. and then Frisbee, and then Smith. Yes. Natural Super progression. Natural, yeah. Um, that was a great story, I, and I, it's interesting. I uh, I don't know that mine is going to be as quirky and funny. Mine's more. That's okay. Mine's more of the, uh, I guess, the Tom Hanks uh, money pit nightmare. Oh no! <laughs> Although I, I have to say, I, I bought my house in '04, and I Ought just four. watched it back. Yeah, back in '04. '04. Yeah. Back in the aughts, and. Uh, <laughs> But you know, like, did you see what was the movie? The Steve Carell, uh, the Spotlight, not not Spotlight, but the 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 Big Short. Oh yeah. yes. So oh. I watched that. That came out last year, and I was watching it, and it's like the movie's great. You know, Adam K did a great job directing it, but it basically takes this thing that's very financial and very kind of like economical nerdy and makes it a great drama. 
And it does it by like spelling out like, well, in 04, banks started doing this and right. they started lending money to everyone for free and you didn't have to sign anything and you didn't have to do a down payment. And I, and that's, and I'm, so I'm watching this movie going like, yep, yep. that was me. I was that guy that they were talking to in Florida that was delusional about that. <laughs> But it, it, it wasn't actually that bad. I mean, I, I had money. I was ready to make the down payment. And, like, I got a loan. And I got this house in Burbank. And I got a good price. And it's beautiful. It had this big, beautiful tree in it. And I moved in. It was just my neighbors were lovely. And the, uh, on one side, there was great. And we kind of knew the same people from the business. And then uh, it was a quiet neighborhood. And then the neighbor on the other side was this old... Uh, uh, deaf mute woman whose house was right and I wouldn't mow her yard and I'd trim Perfect. her edges and you know and it was just it was really nice and I got to you know I I really loved the house I was really blessed I felt really fortunate and um, are you no longer oh I won't ask I, uh, yeah I'll, I'll get to it yeah. but I, um, <laughs> I it's beautiful and like it was built in the 20s um, I went through the garage. The guy that lived there before, like, didn't have time to clean out his garage. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I'll send and I go leave all the stuff. And I, like, dug through a bunch of the stuff that was left in the garage. And some of it was, like, old antiques. Like, I found I out that the, the, bat, the detached garage was, like, uh, from the 20s. There used to be horses in there, obviously, because there was, like, old uh, an old horse bit and a, a big hay no hook. You know, oh, wow. Old rusted and stuff. And just really cool stuff. And, um... One Lee things, might have some of that stuff in his car. Yeah, he actually <laughs> might, except the bit is for him. For him. No, um, <laughs> the, but uh, some of the stuff I found was really cool. It was like really old, and um, I found like an old, parts of an old rifle and the old, oh, an old wow. box of bullets from probably wow. like 50 years ago. I mean, it was Holy really cow. cool stuff, you know? So um, I, one of the things that was buried in the very back was this big wooden crate. And I'm like, I didn't know what it was. And then I looked on the side of it and it said RKO Studios. Whoa. Oh, wow. Which was, if anybody out there knows, RKO was like one of the first movie studios that made King Kong in like yeah. 1930s. And then they made uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah. And, and it was, an, and I'm like, oh my God, I just. And it's iconic. I mean, it's. I got this iconic thing. It's like this incredible, like antique. I just, I wonder how much it's worth and everything. And so I'm like, great. And so I get a dolly and I pull it out and it just like caves it just crumbles like and everything and so I got wood and I like kind of put it back together as best as I can and I like cleaned it up a little bit I kept it in my house for a little while just because it said RKO and there was nothing in it no uh, there were like there was old wire and stuff in it but it was pretty empty but it just cool stuff like that and I really loved the house and I enjoyed it and I turned the back garage thing Uh, I'm a musician so I uh, always wanted to build a recording studio and soundproof it and I have no idea how to build anything. So I was just like going to Home Depot and like, I'm just going to, I don't know what really drywall does or anything, but I'm just going to buy a bunch of it and put it on top of my car and go. And, and then I get it and I go, do I just nail it to the, th-? and it's like, no, you need this spackle shit and, and you and the tape that goes on the spackle and then you got to cover that with, okay, so I go back and, you know, get a 60 pound bucket of spackle and I'm just like, after just doing it, you know, and, and it, just having fun. And, and I have no idea. And it probably violates every code in the city ordinance. But they built it, and it's really great. And the neighbors that lived next to me were there for about 18 months, and then they sold the house. And it was when the market was just skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably 18 months after I bought my house, it was it like had gone up probably 30 or 40%. Right. I, I don't know. I was happy there. Uh, but they sold it, and then, um, you know, a few weeks later, Obviously, I see this new group of people that are moving in next door, and the they said, "Yeah, we just we just bought it." And then the next week, they were out there. This guy and his several sons were out there with crowbars. Oh no! They were, they were just 
renoing the house, just self just smashing the house down, self demolishing the Whoa. the house. So and it was a it was a pretty small house. It was also probably built in the twenties, tiny house. And so they had bought the lot. The they land, they right. raised the house and. Over the course of like the next few months, they built what turned out to be this McMansion, just right up to my property. Because yep. first, you know, right in between the house was this old kind of uh, picket fence made of redwood planks, kind of quaint, whatever. And he's like, "Can I replace this and at my own cost build a wall?" I'm like, well, "What kind of wall? Is it just like a nice, you know, wall? And I'll stucco the wall, make it nice." Oh, great. He proceeds to build this huge cinder block monstrosity that goes up and then right up like probably with three feet up, right up to three feet to the wall he built his house and it went up like uh-huh. it two and over two and a half stories like it was looked like a three-story this thing. is why i wanted to move into an hpoz because you can't do that anymore. yes exactly well yeah and so burbank i'd heard had pretty strict yes. zoning things yes. and there they you know you don't see you know, strip malls and things popping up around Burbank. It's an incorporated city within the city of Los Angeles. And so anyway, um, you know, and I was nice to them and I tried to kind of befriend them and just be like nice and whatever neighbors, but the house went up and it was just like, I started to get this weird feeling like, because it li- it changed the entire landscape right, of yeah. my house. And now also in there, uh, I, I, you know, I would go back and I would work in my recording studio and, you know, I'd work in there and then I'd come out in the afternoon kind of hang out in my yard under my tree and everything. And but now this house was like blocking the sunset. It was blocking (sighs) my view of the whole street and everything. It's crazy. Well, there was also this gorgeous giant ficus tree in their yard that just went up. One of those just beautiful trees. And Burbank, I also know, is very pissy about their trees. They don't let you chop. You can't Mm -hmm. just even on your own property. And also one of the cool things is like they had several city programs where they were like, if you want a free tree. Call us. We'll come out and we'll bring you a free tree and we'll plant yeah. it for you. And so I got a couple of free trees and yep. just really cool stuff. I'd never. It's my first house and it was just like the best feeling. Then these people came and they built this house and it was this monstrosity and uh, columns and all this stuff and mm. and so it had this giant uh, ficus tree. And one afternoon, uh, I, I was I talked to them and you know I said you know uh, you know if you want lemons for my trees, I have a little lemon tree. Feel free to come get them. Go. Thank you very much. And I come, I go in my uh, studio for probably the course of an afternoon, like two or three hours. I come back out, and there were workers, and they had cut this over hundred year old tree in their yard, completely cut it out, and they were digging the stump out. This majestic, gorgeous <coughs> tree that shaded a lot of my house, and it, and it was just like they cut it down like it was nothing. And I was, I was just like, why did you? cut the tree down and they're like ah my wife just didn't like it and so we're gonna try to make a little courtyard thing and <laughs> courtyard and it was yeah and it was like, and it didn't turn out to be court. but anyway it was just like it's like well where does this boundary come now with neighbors I can't really control what they do with their property but it's like whatever so uh, as time went by they got uh, they got a couple of dogs oh god and <clears throat> And so I, at first I heard, you know, some barking and everything. And I was just like, okay. And I didn't, didn't have a dog or a cat or anything. But it was a really quiet neighborhood. And then I just started hearing dogs. Like when I had people over, they're like, where are those dogs coming from? You know, whatever. And I'd learned they, they bought a couple of uh, Dobermans. Beautiful little uh-huh. English Dobermans, bottoms puppies. Um, and they kept them in this little concrete kennel. Oh, just a corner of the thing. <clears throat> and the wall. And they were right up next to my bedroom window, you know. <sighs> So I'd hear them barking and everything, and these 
and they never took them out. They never, I never saw the dogs. I just heard them and they were behind this partition. And I was like, and I would talk to them. And so I just very friendly was just like, hey, man, you know, um, the dogs bark a lot. You know, is there something like during the day? Can you put them in the house or something? And they're like, no, the, you know, we don't believe that dogs belong in a house. That's just, that's kind of gross to keep a dog in the house. I'm like, oh, all right. So, uh, disgusting. Anyway, long story uh, even longer. I uh, just, it, it just got to be where it was crazy. And the dogs uh, started to, I was like, are these dogs being neglected? Because it turned from these big, huge dogs that are trained to like hunt and kill and beautiful, strong dogs. They started, it got from when they were barking and they were like crying. They were like, and I was just like, and so it's like gut wrenching, you know, and I'm talking to them and they're like, well, maybe we can get those collars where every time a dog barks, Uh, it squirts pepper spray in their nose. And I was just like, well, no, I don't don't want you to do that. I just want you to walk them or do something, you know. Love them, their dogs. Yeah. Yeah, And eventually it got so bad that, um, you know, I, I eventually, I'd asked them so many times and nothing changed. And then, and then the whole environment over at the house got a lot louder. There was a lot of partying and like a lot of drunk stuff. And it's like suddenly now I'm that bad old man. I'm just like you know, just keep it down. You know? <laughs> and I used to be that kid, you know. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, long story uh, short, I I eventually started just going to the city and calling the animal control and. Like these, I don't think they're feeding, you know, they're leaving for long periods of time. The dogs are just kind oh of my left God. there. And, and it was this bad thing, you know, and sometimes, <coughs> you know, I would go over and I would like, you know, th- this big wall and I couldn't see them, but like these two killer looking dogs, I would stick my hand over the wall and they would, you just get these little kisses, you know, oh, on my hand. Babies, they were just like babies. neglected. So. Uh, I eventually got, and it got really contentious. I called the police. I called the district attorney. I was like, what can we do? And they fined them several times. And as soon as they got that first ticket for, you know, dog noise ordinance and then like not and neglect and everything. They, it turned so contentious. I'll bet. Really ugly. Like a lot of screaming at me, a lot of, you know, a lot, just a lot of kind of like intimidation and stuff. And it's just like, so it it kind of coincided with the time that I ran out of money. <laughs> I to have like, you know, because it's like we're actors and writers and your yeah. career. One year you'll do great. And the next year you're like living off of everything you made the last two years. And yeah. And it all coincided with everything that happened in the big short. Like, just the banks, oh, just shit. like everything went. And it was like, and I made it out just like right in time. Like, I had, I had friends that, you know, and people that we know that like were so underwater and they just took a bath. Yeah. And they, people just had to walk away from houses. But I was, I got out, it was it was like the right time. Yeah. And I, I was conflicted because it was like, I don't want to feel like I'm giving up like on these dogs. And I don't right. feel like I'm giving up to these, obviously, you know, people that were obviously, it was this, for them, having a dog wasn't about having a family member and a pet and something to it's love. Like a status so, thing. It was a status thing. It was exactly, yeah. it was a very macho type thing. They just wanted to show their friends the dogs and everything. But it's like, give the dogs away. Like, if you can't take care That's, of them. And I kind of suggested that, you know, and I was just like, don't do, don't have dogs if you're gonna, you're not ever gonna even walk them. You know, you don't yeah. play with them. Yeah. And they so, had a couple, right? They had two. Two? Yeah. Beautiful dogs. At just, least they had each other. Those poor Yeah, they had each other. Oh. So anyway, um, it was, and it turned out to be kind of a really rough time in my life. Like it, by 2008, 2009, the market crashed and everything. And I was out of money. I could see the writing on the wall. And I went through this bad breakup and everything. And then, uh, so I got out of the the place. Uh, I got out of the, I sold the house. And then, um I rented this little back house in, in Burbank and it was just like me and I was just like, what have I done? I was kind of in this little midlife crisis, <laughs> you know, broke and, and all this stuff. And then like six months after I got out of the house, 
like um, I sold show, sold batched, and just, like nice. it was just amazing like, show with Michaela Watkins, yeah, another yes. guest on it, and it was like yes. just like this miracle that kind of came out of nowhere, you know. So it was, it all kind of happened right at the same time. But watching, it was really funny watching the Big Short going like, "Yep, I remember. It. I wouldn't know where I was when that." Yeah. I'm one of those dum-dums they're making fun of. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's just like it goes, I learned so much from the experience. And I actually, I'm grateful because I got out a lot easier than a lot of. You sold it after it popped? Yeah, yeah I, no, I sold it before. I mean, I right sold it because I was like, I'm not going to be able to make this. I'm not going to be able to pay So did you make some money on the house even? No, it broke like dead even. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Wow. Pretty dead even. That was what, right. 2008? That was 2000. By the time it was like 2009 or 10. Okay. Like beginning of 10. But uh, I think it was, it's gonna. I think we're headed for another go. bubble. Yeah. I think we yeah. are too because we live in Santa Monica now with my wife, and it's just like it's nuts. Santa Monica is nuts. People spend fifty uh, percent of their income on rent as an average. That's what's city. gotten crazy. Yeah. And know? they say it's a housing crisis if it is that. Like you can't do it. Yeah. Well, we've heard like we keep an eye on like the stuff in Santa Monica, and it's it's like we can't even like. It's you can't get close, and it's to where like reg, regular individual people can't aren't buying the houses. No, it's big consortiums. A lot of yeah. Yeah, overseas probably, investors yeah, are buying houses. A lot of people houses. from China are buying. Yes, uh-huh. Chinese Stuff investors. Yeah. we've heard. But we, I remember, we were like walking in the neighborhood, and we're like, hey, it might be nice, you know, just to rent a house over in this area because the kids are in school there, and it's nice and everything. And you see this house, and it's just like, oh, it's really nice. Let's just call and see how much it is. Yeah. No, it was like twelve thousand a month. Come on, <laughs> and it's just like. Who fuck off. has that right, yeah. to spend in disposable? And who then can't just buy a house? Who yeah. has $12,000 a month? People right. who come here for a year. Right. Yes. I, I move people into places where it's a single person paying three or $4,000 for like a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're like, oh, I'm here in a contract job for a while, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they're not paying for it, really. Yeah. yeah they're coming, yeah, but yeah. they're only making six grand a month. I mean, not only. I would love to make six grand a month, but... Yeah, you know they have three grand left over, but they're still spending half their money sure. on rent, and it's like fuck it, I'm here in L.A. Which is so way more than you should be spending. Yeah, thirty percent max. I feel bad for like the the young generation now, kids that are getting out of college now, because I've read so much. I mean, it's been in the news so much about like how so many of them are just going right back to moving them with their parents just because they get out Can't of college with all that debt and yep. yeah. stuff and. It's just that's it's. We crazy. need to go back to a time when the man works and the woman stays home. That's, well, that's what I've been saying. Be fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I've been back saying. Back when this house was built, Mary Jo. Yes, back well, they in, just in the Wall Street again. So yeah, uh, the guy in charge of, the, of the, the the Department of the Government that oversees regulating the banks mm-hmm. and, uh, asked for zero dollars budget for the next quarter. And it's decided instead of protecting consumers, he's protecting the banks. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he has good cool. intentions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Trump picked him, I'm really, sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. Really good intentions. Well, they'll just speed it up and get it over with. <laughs> Bank, on that note. On that note. Kate Frisbee. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Tell us a story. A nice progression of stories because I feel like they lead into each other a little bit. Yeah. I also, I'm just glad I didn't blow my wad early. But I'm dumb. She indeed You brought it back to your story's so theme. Dumb. <laughs> um, I jokes. watched The Big Short too, yeah. and I had a little PTSD. A little flashback. Yeah. Um, so I was involved in the in the big crash. <laughs> but, <laughs> strangely enough, it's a whole. 
this story is so weird and it makes me look dumb, but also it's sad <laughs> and I get angry and yeah, there's some shitty people out there that take advantage oh of God. young people desperate to just exist in LA. But um, yeah, it was 2007. I was like 23 and somehow in $1.4 million worth of real estate debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Living the dream. Oh, yeah. Literally like not making any money. But so anyway, to. Was this like a Fannie Mae kind of a thing? Fannie Mae. I don't. You know, like the the loan office Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, like those just. The yeah. companies that were just giving yeah. out those free. They were yeah. just giving money. So, it, yeah. So. I was in L.A. I had moved to L.A. and I had a studio for like a year, which I could no longer afford. And then I was living in my friend's one bedroom and she started dating this guy who was going through a divorce and he just (laughs) sort of moved in. And so I was like, I'm going to go somewhere else and not be (laughs) part of this weird love affair. And long story short, I ended up in Garden Grove because... um, one of my friends who I grew up playing ice hockey with was out there with her college roommate. And um, she was living in a house with her roommate that her father bought for her. Her father also bought her a car mm. and oh. gave them jobs I at his real estate company. I always wanted a father like that. <laughs> yeah. And so at first I was living in there because they had a four-bedroom house in Garden Grove. And they just had two rooms open. And my friend was like, you can come crash with us for a couple of months. Like, I And I was working for the Lawrence Welk Resort at the time. Nice. What is the Lawrence Welk Resort? <laughs> is it still open? Yeah, it's still open. Um, I was like the person that, like, if you went to a Kings game or a Dodgers game, I would find the couples and be like, hey, are you guys? Which is like, they trained us to go up to people and be like, you guys a couple? You guys together? Come check this out real quick. And then we like <laughs> have to drag them over to this booth and like oh sell God. them on a timeshare presentation. Oh, no. oh, so yeah, I was God. I was doing that and a lot of the gigs were in like that in that area and another person who worked for the resort lived like 20 minutes away from me. So I was like, "Oh, this actually is cool and I can get back on my feet and live in one of the open bedrooms that they have." And so after three months, um, my my good friend's friend was like, dude, you gotta you gotta start fucking paying rent. Like this is bullshit. I was like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> pay rent. We worked on a we like uh, we agreed on like six fifty a month was fair. And then you know they they go to the real estate. They work for my friend and and and. The other girl who I'll call Felicia, even sure. though I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm protecting uh, these predatory business people. Like <laughs> I don't know why I am, but um, so they they would do the real estate. And one day, my friend who I grew up playing ice hockey with, with was like, she knew I was in a bad spot and I wanted to move back to LA so I could take my classes at the Groundlings and do what I came mm. out here to do, which is comedy. Um, she was like, hey. Uh, so I have like two houses in my name, um, and they they paid me money to to put these houses in my name, and they're they're just gonna flip them because they're acquiring real estate. It's a good time to you know get into real estate and get these properties and flip them. This was your friend that you grew my up friend with. Okay. who I grew up with and I trusted, and she's like you know we'll pay you I don't know what it like 
It was it was like anywhere from three to six thousand dollars. All I remember was like I barely bought a car to then drive back to LA with, and I ended up renting a house with Daniel Morrow and <laughs> another friend. But um, so I was like, oh okay, I trust my friend. Like I'm I'm gonna put there. I actually ended up putting the house we were living in in our in my name. They needed to refinance it because they needed to free up his daughter's credit because they could get a better rate if they oh, did it in sure, my name because sure. oh, I had good credit. Yeah. And it didn't matter that I was not making any fucking money. Like, when you know <laughs> what you're doing, so they figured all that out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to give me this amount of money and that's great. And then while they were in escrow with that, they were like, hey, there's this house in Bigsby Knowles that we're trying to acquire and we're going to flip it and it'll be in your name for two months max, right? Oh, boy. And I was like, well, if we're already here and I get another three grand, like, sure, I'm already in this far, which is dumb, but my friend had done it and I, I trusted her and she'd been working for this guy for a while. And so I was like, sure, if you're going to get him out of my name and I'll get out of this property, which... I also did this because his daughter was a monster. She was doing drugs in the house, (laughs) smoking crack, and yelling at me for leaving a dirty dish in the sink (laughs) of a house that was in my fucking name, and I was still paying fucking rent for it. So I was like, I, this is, I gotta go. And so, Bixby Knowles, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like, I have two houses in my name. I'm 23. Now I make where jack are Bixby Knowles and Orange Grove? Garden Grove Garden and Bixby. Uh, Bixby Knowles is like in Long Beach. Long Beach, right? Yeah. Garden Grove's kind of near Disneyland. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds like a property from Gone with the Wind. It sounds like <laughs> Bixby the, Knowles, the, the plantation yeah. adjacent yeah, yeah, yeah. to Tara. Sure. Yeah. The red earth of Bixby Knowles. <laughs> yeah. I, it, I I think I went in that house once too, and the only reason I went in it was so anyway the market crashed. Okay, yeah, while you, you had two houses in while your I name, had two houses oh. in my name <laughs> that are not your houses. Did not your houses. parents know this was happening? They knew. Yeah, I I had told them. I said, hey, like, um, you know, um, well, whatever I can say. Felicia, name. Felicia's friend, one of who was like family to me. I'm like, she has two houses in their name and they seem to do this thing. This, this is a normal thing. And my parents were like, yeah, like family members do that for each other. And you know, I refinance this for your aunt or whatever. Like as long as you trust them and, and whatever, like you're a big girl, you can make your own decisions and you got to do what you got to do. Like, right. Whatever. And then the market crashed and so I'm stuck with these houses that they promised to get out of my name within two months, three months tops. tops. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, I'm stuck in Garden Grove. And I was still paying them fucking rent. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. And they had stopped paying the mortgage because I started looking at the bills. I didn't know like anything about house, re- real estate, anything. And then, and then so... I mean, I've blocked a lot of this out, so <laughs> I don't feel blame free to ask questions. Did you get your three grand per house? 
I did. Yeah. I did, and I bought my little Miata <laughs> yeah. that I that I drove into the ground when I moved back to LA. I ended up finding a, a good house in North Hollywood, a three bedroom house that I rented out um, with two other women. That was really cheap, and I literally stayed there for ten years. I ended up short selling one of the houses on my own with my friend who was a lawyer. We ended up short selling it because. Through one way or another, we found out that Felicia's dad was had an offer on the house, but it was to another real estate agent, and he didn't want to take the offer because that would have meant he would have gotten less commission or mm-hmm. something sketchy. Just so he's still trying to hose you while making money for himself. Yeah. Meanwhile, he did get my friend out of her properties. They were both short sales, so she kind of wow. got out of those. But he left you, you on got the lucky. But he left me. I short. I went behind his back to short sell the one because when I found out that he wasn't motivated to help me, right. I had yeah. to take matters. Sure. And then the other one foreclosed, and I was getting bills in the mail for like five hundred forty thousand dollars <gasps> for years. Oh my god! Just like, but I just like went dead inside and was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna take classes at the Groundlings and just <laughs> focus on on my comedy career and whatever and I'm just gonna ignore it. And but that's just, the time that was the time when everybody in the country yep. was yeah was in that yep. so, I mean Yeah, like ignoring it. Millions of people were yeah, like yeah. You know, what was like, your oh. credit? Like ten? Like what was how did you what I don't even know <laughs> it was like high seven hundred like No I mean no, but after. after this. Oh fucking awful yeah. like just 500 yeah, yeah like really bad like i what was so sad too is like i only had two grand worth of credit card debt when i like got yeah. myself into this yeah which my friend advised me like well you're not going to be able to pay off this mortgage so you might as well just not pay like just strictly cash no credit like let it all Right. It's bankruptcy right. or wait for the statute of limitations to drop off your credit. Right. Yeah. So basically, that's what I ended up doing. I almost declared bankruptcy. And then we realized, like, well, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in this house, right. this house that we're renting that's really cheap. I'm just going to stay here, which I did. And I just learned how to not rely on credit cards I, I didn't before anyway so that's what was like annoying and there was no way you could go after them like you couldn't tell the bank like this is a lie it's not in my name I tried I tried I wrote I like filed something with Orange County whatever and like six months later they sent me something in the mail that was like we because I, I signed I signed the documents mm-hmm. I went right in now. and I I I did it right. you know Mm-hmm. I made a dumb decision because I was desperate and I and I really wanted to get well, back to what I was You and doing. many, many other people made a, a decision that turned out to be not the smartest decision, but you had no way of knowing that at the time. And right. you also assumed they weren't going to lie to you and, and yeah. fuck, fuck you, you over. over. Yeah, yeah. I, I just trusted all of my friend. My friend has two properties in her name and she's like... And they did must take be care cool. of her. Right. Well, yeah. She worked for his company for like three years and made him a lot of money. And But they were doing this with other clients. Like he would sell someone a house and then be Ooh. like, hey, um, why don't you, why don't we put this house in your name real quick mm-hmm. and I'll throw you a couple 
you Commission, know, a couple of grand or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So what happened to the friend, the dude, and all of it? Uh, I stopped talking to the 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 dad. He mm-hmm. would leave me voicemails, like <laughs> begging me to like call him back and let him take care of me, and he would. He would take care of me. He wasn't going to hurt me. Meanwhile, I knew. I wasn't going to hurt you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to. Did he have two Doberman pinchers and a concrete <laughs> box? And, and a McMansion? No. But he had a very, he shares the name of a very classic Hollywood movie star, which should have been like a, like a red a flag for me. Butler? <laughs> Flynn? No. Like way back. There's oh. a street. We're saying old. I mean, yeah. Barrymore was pretty old. Butler. Oh, McConaughey. Older than no Hubbard. <laughs> I don't know. Ince. Huh? Ince. Ince. No. That's old. I'm very like, like a, a, a Valent. What is a, a Rudolph Valentino? Valentino? <laughs> no. All right. Continue. Guys, anyway, yeah. So We're bad guessers. Anyway, yeah. So um, I, yeah. Well, I just kind of ignored that for many years and. Waited for that to drop off and <laughs> just knew, like, and then once I realized what had happened and I sort of learned about real estate and I was like, why didn't I just take over these fucking properties and rent them out uh-huh. and sit on them mm-hmm. since technically I own, own them. them. Right. But I didn't know right. and I just wanted to walk mm-hmm. away. Um, so kind of learning about real estate through that awful way. I was like, I'm not gonna let, you know, I'm I'm not gonna let that be my my house story, you know, like of the <laughs> yeah. first time. Like I, now that I know, I could have, I actually could have made that work had I needed to, but I just, I didn't know. I'm yeah, like, you freaked out. Oh, of course, yeah. And managing property in your twenty, yeah, like it's when I'm twenty three. But I was like, okay, so I'm just gonna like nest away money like a squirrel. And so when I started making a little money, I would just, any money I made through acting or writing, money that I was never coming in before that, I just acted like it. I never got that money. Mm-hmm. I got used to living on a certain, living poor and whatever, and I, I didn't give a shit, so I just saved all my money. And then my boyfriend and I, who um, we've been dating for, well, eight years next month, Oh, um, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he 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 didn't want to buy a house, but, you know, I, like, sort of introduced the idea to him, and then he got behind it, and we started looking for houses, and we bought a house together four months ago, so, and, and I got a loan, yeah. and I wow. rebuilt my yeah. credit, yes. and together put 20% down without yes. a co-signer so it's just us nice so I, I got my my vengeance and um and, and we're engaged live? where did you buy and you yeah. got engaged yeah. yeah congratulations yeah so it's that's it's awesome all weird happy the house is great I've seen it where is it North Hollywood awesome. it's actually Burbank it's just like one street over so they're yeah. in a fancy place but yeah no Word. it's it's uh, right on the Chandler bike path. Oh, it's nice. So, That's yeah. right over where my house used to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. That's a great little area. We love it. It's been awesome. The last two years were like really weird. Because, um, <laughs> you know, that I mean. That thing on Burbank? The what? The, the, that oh, not because of that, but oh. just like while I was 
renting this house out for a decade and it was great but it like you know you're you have roommates for yeah 10 years and and my boyfriend lived like we had a roommate and we were getting serious and like and then our roommate at the time she started acquiring things kind of organized chaos kind (laughs) of thing and so it wasn't really a good place to be creative and so we got out of that and now and i'm very handy and i love diy my dad Mm -hmm. built my house and i have two older brothers so like i grew up building tree tree houses and stuff with that didn't weren't in trees like we would like cinder block (laughs) like build wall like we built miniature houses so freestanding tree house yeah so i always wanted to like kind of do my own build my own little that's awesome so that's why i cut my finger open i was gonna say we need (laughs) to talk about the have a big uh big wound But yeah, at one point I was one point four million dollars in debt. Nice, which was real cool and yeah. fun. <laughs> Thank but, you, Kay. Yay! Colleen. Yes. Okay. So I have never bought a house. Congratulations. Um, I live in an apartment. I live in the same apartment. I think fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's a pretty impressive number, and for you as well, like in LA, because people move around so much. Well, what's interesting is when I first moved to L.A., I moved almost every nine months to a different place. Mm-hmm. And um, when we moved into the apartment I live in, I was like, I'm never moving again until I buy a house. It's my apartment, not to brag. It's has huge. more square That's footage than most awesome. people's houses. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. huge. It's really big. Great location. It's, it's great location. It's, I can have a dog there. Uh, it's three, be- three bedroom, three bath, like everything I would want. Um, but it makes me crazy that I can't do stuff to it. And I wish when we had... You can't? Well, we... For a very long time, we had slumlords. That's why we got in so cheap and stayed so cheap because it's rent-controlled. But we would just do whatever we needed to do to the apartment. Like, there was this horrible leak and at some point my sister and I started to pull up linoleum and it was just the most disgusting, mildewy thing. Mm -hmm. And we just ripped it up. And there were things where we just changed stuff or ripped stuff up and nobody cared because no one was really maintaining the building. But in the last couple of years, we had these new owners, and they've repiped the building, which is great. They just gave us um, double pane windows, which is great. Uh, but we really want to get rid of the popcorn ceilings, and I don't think we can. We asked them, like, "Hey, could we pay?" Because they all the new units have um, like fake wood floors, and we said, "Could we pay the people who?" do your fake wood floors to do our apartment because we just have disgusting ancient carpet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you can't. And it's a weird Even life. though other units have it? Even though other units, and I would pay for it, no. It's a liability thing? It's a liability thing, but I also think any unit that's rent control, they don't want us making our apartment nicer because we're just going to stay. You're never going to leave, right? Uh, right? Which I'm never going to leave anyway, guys. Even with mm-hmm. my disgusting carpet, I'll just pay a weird steam cleaner to come in. But there are just elements of it where you realize, like, I don't, this isn't mine. I can't right. do oh, what yeah, I want. For sure. But it's also nice that it isn't mine. And so if something breaks, yep. I can just go, fix this. I you, still do that. I just yelled at Chick. Chick! <laughs> <laughs> fix it. Fix it. So my straight thoughts about houses are uh, as a kid, I grew up for the tiniest amount of time in the house that I think has ruined me for all homes, which is a four story, right, Ian? No. In a basement. <laughs> First story, second story, and attic. Uh, you don't count an attic. Do you not story. count an attic? You don't count a basement or an attic. Okay, so a two-story two house with a basement brick and an house attic, yeah. in Potomac, Maryland. Oh, nice. It had like this 
beautiful basement. It had this attic. Like, it was just brick and big. And because your dad was military? Was your dad yeah. Like, yeah. No, we, we just, I don't know why my parents had, my, my parents kind of lived. They did some real estate swindling, and they were both officers, and so they had, they had some money. And they lived Swindle. a little bit outside their means, but we lived was they in. Was Felicia? Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, we lived in, uh, uh, Potomac, Maryland, and it was beautiful. And it was everything I dreamed about and wanted. And when we left it, I was very, very sad. And I sound so spoiled because we moved to Hawaii and lived in the house. That if you listen to any of you these three houses. episodes, we had the house and the other house. And it was also a big, giant house. And <laughs> a pool. And a pool. Right. And a in Hawaii. And before yeah. the flood, a working waterfall that the stairs laced themselves yes. in the front yard, and like a deck, and another deck, and a sub deck, and, and a hot tub. Like, yes, well, we're it doesn't very sound like Potomac, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. to me, I wanted to go back to that brick house more than anything in the world. Um, but I was thinking of these things. Is As a kid, I got weirdly obsessed with um, Architectural Digest, and I would try to draw things of houses, but I can't draw things of houses. So that I just remember these rudimentary, disgusting drawings of homes. Um, <laughs> Which are probably great, really great. Yeah, and they're squares. They're just like square, square, square. Sounds uh, right. That uh, we, my parents shut off the TV, so we had to watch weird things, and we would watch old Bob Vila tapes. That oh my god! Bob, yeah. this old house, and we'd rent them from the library. And it was always like, we're like, we know how to fix something up, but we had nothing to fix up ever. And if we ever tried, it would be like, it's too hot and muggy. I'm not gonna try to fix it up. Um, I was thinking about. Uh, that I have a lot of dreams about houses and fantasies about remodeling. Like, they they visit me in my dreams. And they're very – it's sad because I'm not an architect in any way, but I have very specific kind of crazy architectural dreams. Wow. A lot. Huh. Almost – I've never had a dream that was set in a location where the if it was a structure, it wasn't very elaborate and weird. Wow. Which I don't understand. Um, and then I think my last thing I want – no, I – Hold on. Let me look at my notes here. Oh, I was thinking I feel really, really bad because thinking about you, Damon, with your houses. I lived in an apartment in uh, Mar Vista, and I feel so bad. There was this woman who was youngish and a single, and I just thought, like, I don't know what her job was, but she bought this cute house in Mar Vista off of Beethoven, just a great house. And next to her was this apartment complex. And it was four apartments, but each apartment was four stories. Like, legit four stories. And wow. um, or maybe three stories and then the landing that went to the roof. And it just meant it was full constantly with college kids or young yeah. people. Uh. And we lived next to her. And there were four of us. It was a four-bedroom house, four-bathroom. And we had the biggest parties all the time. Oh, yeah. There was some point where we had a party, and I've talked about this, I believe, where so many cops came, and it took a good 30 minutes to just, just people walking out of our apartment at an even regular pace. It took that long to get everybody out. Oh, wow. And she hated us so much because <laughs> she was like, she owned a home, she was trying to go to sleep, and they were just yeah. raging idiot 19 20 year olds next to her for nine months and at some point finally like we kind of slowed down and one of our roommates moved out and another girl moved in with her boyfriend and they would have middle of the day sex that was so loud <laughs> that I would hear, yeah i would this hear the full circle there yeah i would hear the yeah. sex and i would hear her <laughs> screaming like 
what? Like, it, it, it broke her. It broke her. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't just, like, at night and, like, oh, I'm so annoyed with you being so loud and you're all young. Like, it was, like, middle of the day, just obnoxious sex. And I just want to... <laughs> it broke. I want to apologize to that woman because you, like, bought a house and you owned it and it was yours. And they, there was nothing to be done. Like, you were next to four oh, yeah. people... It's, this is it's my true. You feel like you're losing your mind. Yeah, After yeah. a while, I was like, what? this is like, this is a joke. Well, this we're in this waiting joke. period because this house next door to us is on. Yeah, even though it's pending now. So they I have know. offers. And it's like, yeah. who's it going to be? There was this really nice lesbian couple with their little girl. And I was like, I know the agent. And I go, oh, my God, please <laughs> let you be the ones. Like, But this is K-Town adjacent. And there's a lot of money coming in with Chinese and Korean. And sure. they're just buying these houses for cash. And knowing Renting these people... Mm-hmm. Um, these flippers, I'm sure they're just trying to get as much money as they possibly can because I think they're they they bought it at auction for nine fifty, which and it needed so much work. Oh wow. wow, so much work! I couldn't believe they paid that kind of money. I couldn't believe it. Oh yeah, but in LA, to get yeah, and it's listed for one four. But oh. I to speak to all the people out there who might listen to this who don't have the privilege that the other three people in this room had of buying a house <laughs> or being conned and lied to um, that I, I all I ever want is a house but I'm sure if I get it I'll be like oh I just wish I had money I wish I had money <laughs> and I'm very if you bad you have a house you won't have money I'm mm-hmm. very bad with debt like not that I I've never had debt really but I I'm so crazy about not wanting debt because our parents lived beyond their means and had debt that um Unless there was one point where my sister and I had both gotten money from our mom because after our dad died, she was like, I'm going to give you money from his life insurance and I'm going to give you money from life, my life insurance because I don't want it to just like wait till I'm dead. So we both had what we thought was a significant amount of money to invest. And thank God for USAA, which yeah. is a great credit union, mm-hmm. we put in their algorithm because I think we had about 40 grand to invest. Mm-hmm. And this might have been when the housing boom happened. Um, but we we put into their thing, and they said, how much are you paying in rent? How much are you making? How much money do you have to whatever? Here's our recommendation. Uh, and they were like, keep renting. Yep. And we were like, okay. And we just kept renting. We've done that, actually, a couple times. And we're USA. You and your wife, yeah. Yeah, and we've, we've done that algorithm. And it's and it's like, you're just you're close, but no. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I shouldn't. I mean, I, I don't know. You're, I will. I love this house so much. I will contribute my savings to making sure you keep this house. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And on that I'm note, like, let's wrap it up. Yay! Yay! Shameless plugs. Yes, Damon. Tell us a little bit about where we can find you, Damon. Do you have a, a Twitter handle you want to share? No, you know I'm not on social media. Um, I but good for God, you. Gosh, you used I, to be. Right? I used to be. I used to be. I you shut it down. I shut it down. Okay. Damon is in. And did punch-ups on... That's right. We just worked together yes. on a movie called Happy Time Murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Muppet movie starring... No, 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 Muppets. Not Muppets. Well, it, oh, <laughs> it's, it's not the Muppets. It's, it's but the Henson, Henson Company. Henson Company. Right. With Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. We both worked on that. I'd never seen you puppeteer before. That was amazing. Wonderful to see yeah. you and oh, a lot of my old friends doing their magic. Cool, right? It was oh, one of the coolest cool. things I've ever worked on. Yeah. yeah. I just sat in the back and wrote bad jokes and threw them at the actors. Great jokes. Yes. Well, if they go in, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> they go in, they're great. Yeah, that, I just finished that. I'm not sure when that's going to be released. 
Do you have any? Uh, I think it's like August 15th. I think it has an actual date. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Have so look for me and that Damon. Cool. That's right. Damon will play a corrections officer. Yeah, I play and a cor- I play yeah, a, I If you want to see me as a human, I play <laughs> a, a detective. That's right. I remember that scene. I and I think we're actually in the same-ish scene. Yes, yeah. I think I walk by and it's like in Ted Michaels and Ben Falcone or all yeah, just kind of. So if it makes the edit, we're there. <laughs> oh, that's so cool! Yeah, yeah, Happy Time Murder. Yeah, Kate. Right. Okay. About you, Kate? I don't really have anything to plug right now. I mean, um, <laughs> do you have Twitter or Instagram? I do. I have a Twitter, which is usually I save that for anything I, I like to tell people that I'm doing. It's at <laughs> Kate Frisbee. Pretty easy Frisbee, like the toy. F R I S B E E. Um. Yeah, I got to know. Be. What are, are you? Are you from the frisbee? No, fan? no. you're not no. part of the dynasty. The frisbee, frisbee dynasty. I, <laughs> I mean, I wish I was. Uh, I always say, like, if I am, it's a very cruel joke that my parents are <laughs> hiding from me. Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you? Know. No relation, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Back to the Future Three, and be like, that's my. No, you don't remember that? I don't remember. It's like pie pans, and it says frisbee on it, and he throws it. Oh, I don't I think see it. I gotta rewatch those movies. Okay, I don't right. have a. Good How about you, Colleen <laughs> Smee? Uh, my name is Colleen Smith. I'm Colleen Smee on uh, Twitter. I'm Colleen Marie Smee. It's just S M I instead of T H right. on Instagram. Two L's, two E's. Uh, Mary Jo. Uh, Twitter is at Mary Jo LA. Instagram is uh, Mary Jo underscore LA. Facebook is Mary Jo Smith. Uh, it's a public account. Check it out. Go my photos. <laughs> I don't care anymore. There's no, <laughs> there's no such thing anymore. as privacy. I know everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's me. We are myfirsttimepodcast.net. Spell it out. Yes. If you go to uh, Facebook, we are my first time. You'll see pictures of everybody. You'll see pictures of the table. You pictures what? of past iTunes. guests. And SoundCloud and is our SoundCloud, hosting thing, yes. so you can get that there for freezies. And the um, fabulous uh, photographs that you will see on the website are taken by our co-producer, T. Chick McClure, transgender fine art photographer. And then the music, beginning and end of every episode, and the person who engineers us through That's the whole thing. That's me, Ian Screams, on Instagram, or Ian Screams. It's with an I, for those of you who are confused about the pronunciation of the S. And that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is that. Yay! Yay! Sold! Wow.